Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, March the 9th. Uh, Wherever you are, however you are, I wish you God's grace, and I certainly hope you feel the embrace and the arms of God around you today. Uh, Let's dive in. We've got a bit of a longer gospel reading today. We're going to read Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35, a uh, Jesus talking about forgiveness and then telling a story about forgiveness. And so that's going to be our theme today. So let's dive right in. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had him put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from their heart. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's unpack this. As I, I mentioned, we're talking about forgiveness today. Jesus is, is, you know, talking about forgiveness. And Peter's the one who brings it to him and brings the, that topic up and, and puts it on Jesus's plate. And, and basically, Peter, in, in his eyes, is being magnanimous. And the truth is, he is. He is. Um, you know, and I know the old axiom, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Meaning... Uh, I'll forgive you once, but I'm not going to forgive you a second time, meaning I'll put myself in that situation once, and if I'm wronged, I'm not going to put myself there again, um, and, and I'm going to keep you at arm's length, and, and that's what that looks like. And, and that's understandable. We're not called to be masochists in the midst of, uh, of being naive. We're, we're called to be. Um, we're called to be wise uh, in the midst of this. But, but at the same time, 
effectively what, what Peter's asking is, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times. Again, a magnanimous offer. I'm going to go beyond once. I'm going to go beyond twice. I'm going to go beyond three. That seven times, that perfect number, seven is, is that holy number. Is that enough? Is that it? But essentially, my friends, what he's asking is, when does forgiveness end? When do I come to an end of forgiveness and say, no more? And essentially, Jesus is not saying, of course, and you know this, he's not saying 77 times and, and the 78th time, that's, that's when it ends. He's saying it never ends. Peter's saying, when can I stop? How long is enough? And Jesus is saying, it's never enough. Now, the, the first thing I invite us to ponder here today brothers and sisters, is do we desire to live in that place of forgiveness? Now, that may seem like a really dumb statement, um, but this is where that parable of Jesus comes in, I think, so beautifully, because I think each of us wishes to live and experience the forgiveness, but it's the part about giving it that's the hard part. I mean, he... You know, and the, and the parable, um, we, don't, we don't see it in its fullness, but the idea is that he owed more than he could pay in a hundred lifetimes. He owed so much that he could not cross that, that chasm, that, that would never be filled enough where he could be forgiven. And he, and he begs uh, in front of, of this king, uh, falls down on his knees and pays him homage and says, you know, just be patient with me and I'll pay you back in full, knowing, knowing full well that that could never happen uh, of his own accord. And the, the king, of course, forgives him. And he lives in that place of forgiveness. And we all like to live in that place of forgiveness. But then he goes and, and encounters somebody who owes him a pittance of what, what he owed. I mean, just nothing. And the same words, remember the, the words of compassion? He said, moved by, with compassion. The king's heart was stirred with the words uh, of, of the, the person who owed the great amount. Well, the person who owes the pittance uses the exact same words, but the, that servant's heart was not moved to compassion like, like the, the king's was. And, and I don't say that in you know, judgment of that person, although if we are to be like our God, as, as we are invited to be, brothers and sisters, we must put on the compassionate heart of, of the father, right? Of the king. Same thing in the prodigal son, that story of the older brother. You know, uh, he stayed with him all the time, but he, he didn't have his heart, did he? He didn't have his heart. Because when the brother came home, the younger brother, he wasn't able to celebrate that. It's that same idea, brothers and sisters, do we desire to live in that place where forgiveness never ends? Because that's going to take work. And, and I, don't, I don't think, my friends, I don't want to live in illusion. I don't think we'll ever see it on this side of the grave, on this side of the veil. But I do think it's something we strive for. Now, I, I say this because I think it's being honest that in holding on to a grudge, it can feel powerful. It can feel self-satisfying. It can feel like, in a sense, self-righteous, self-satisfying in that I am better. 
I, you know, they did this to me. And as long as I remember that and I hold that against them, I hold them at a lower level because of this action and these words or whatever it was that caused this fissure, this division between us. And I can feel better than it's like I'm up on a pedestal above them. And, and that can can make me feel pretty self-satisfied. Right. It can make me feel okay. Now, I don't think we'd ever convince ourselves using those words that I just did. But I think there's something true about that. And, and, and beyond even that, I, I think there's something that feels powerful, that, that if I hold this grudge against you, I've got a certain amount of power over you. And those are the games we play, my friends, as humans, but God doesn't play them. He doesn't play any of those games. And he's inviting us out of those games. You know, there is a story that, uh, now I'm not going to be able to tell you who wrote it. Um, I heard it through Brendan Manning, and it was a friend of, of Brennan's uh, who, uh, who wrote this. But it's, it's effectively this. Uh, it's called The Last Judgment. And um, this large, vast group of people are standing before the, uh, the pearly gates in the kingdom, awaiting them to open and, and go inside. And they're so excited, and they can't wait. And then they look and they see these other people coming, that uh, people whom they didn't care for as much. And they start talking among them and say, look, look over at those people. He's going to forgive them too. Who does he think he is? And they work themselves up into a lather, into a, into a tizzy and saying, who is a God that can forgive those people and everything they did and what they, what they uh, have done to us and to others? And they start doubting who God is, and they leave, and they leave. And that, my friends, is the last judgment, that it wasn't a judgment of God against them. It was their own unforgiving heart, and they judged they don't want to be in a place where forgiveness is when all, where all are invited to that same place of forgiveness. And that's the journey I invite you and I on to. We're never going to be perfect in this, brothers and sisters. Never, ever, ever. But the honest question is, do we desire to live in a place where all are forgiven equally? All, capital A, capital L, capital L. Those people that you don't want to forgive because you want to hold something over them. Uh, or you want to feel good about yourself. Brothers and sisters, you should feel good about yourself because you've been forgiven by the king. And putting on his heart, moved with compassion, that we in turn do likewise, right? Right? Do we wish to live in a place of forgiveness? My second ponderance for today for you and I is this. You know, I hear some people say, and I'm not sure if they're right or wrong, but I hear some people say, you know, sin, uh, people just don't understand sin today. It, it's, it's fallen by the wayside. You know, anything is, is okay, and, and we don't have, uh, have an understanding of sin in our, in our lives. Maybe they're right. I, I, I think I'd fall on the other side, um, but, but maybe they're right. And here's why I think I fall on the other side, because the Spirit of God is still within all of us, and we're made in God's image and likeness, and, and God's conscience still speaks to us. We may simply have learned to, to no longer listen. But that's what I invite us to uh, today in, in our second ponderance is, do you know, my friends, 
that you and I, trust me, I speak to me, that we need to be forgiven? Because I think, my friends, the more we know we need God's forgiveness, the more we need to, to bow down in homage and on our knees in, before our Father, before our King, before our God, the more we know and, and feel the, the weight of that on our back, I think once we know that, and that there's no way we on our own can cross that chasm, right? Um, and we know what it feels like when that burden is taken from us. I think that, I think then and there is when our, our hearts can be moved with the same compassion that our God's heart is moved. Then and there we can start, having received that love and mercy and forgiveness, begin to give that love and mercy and forgiveness. But until we know that we are in need of that grace and mercy, I'm not sure we can give that grace and mercy. So my two questions for you and I today are this. Do we wish to live in a place where all are forgiven? I do think uh, that's part of our purgation for those who may be listening who aren't Catholic and, and the word purgatory kind of sends a shudder up their, their spine. I, I do think that's part of what this means is that purgation that we need to be, that, that, that part of us just needs to be shaken and, and taken from us that doesn't want to forgive certain people. And, and whether it's in this life or the next, why don't we start now, right? Do we want to be in a place where all are forgiven? Let's start now. And two, do we realize that we too need to be forgiven? And can we allow our, our God to forgive us and take that burden from us? Not take that burden back, but take it from us and bask in what that feels like and allow that to move our hearts with the same compassion of our God because then and only then, I think, can we give it to those others in our lives. Good things for us to think about today. And so, my friends, let's pray. Again, just invite you to bring any of those intentions before. Maybe it's those people right now whom we struggle with in our lives, and we just have to give them to God. And maybe that's a good first step, right? Is wishing the best for them, even though we know it's not us who, who can be uh, part of that best for them, but, but knowing we wish them to God, because God can take care of them. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen the second glorious mystery, the ascension of Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Uh, may we be men and women of forgiveness today and every day, and may we desire that. Uh, I wish you well. And I look forward to us breaking open God's word again tomorrow.